live from Globalist Town City Central Hall, it's a Sad Picture Production. Hello, and welcome to HJ's In the Alley Behind the Restaurant, the show where we talk about the latest Hooters Juniors episode with the host of the number one podcast, host, and special guests. Today we'll be discussing episode one, Viscous, Colorado. Joining me as always is host, host of the number one podcast, leave a five-star written review. Host, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Yeah, real good. It's so good to have you on. And what an amazing first episode. Yeah, it, it really was, wasn't it? So, you know... Wait, I'm sorry. I, I'm seeing a few people in the crowd wearing face masks. Uh, and I was told this is America. Oh, yes, of course. But, uh, but those people are actually immunocompromised, so we decided to let... I was told that this is my... America. Oh, yes. My apologies, host. Uh, security? Can we please escort- Take them out back and shoot them like dogs. Wait, but- And take this fake host out back, too. But, but host- Good riddance. Host, wait! Listen, everyone. We need to send a message that as a community, we won't have our lives halted anymore because of whatever any rogue scientist says. I mean, I will virtue signal, but I'm not gonna wear a mask anymore. No matter how many adults or children become disabled and have to live the rest of their lives in fear. <laughs> because I've had to, like, struggle way harder than any of them. <laughs> and I say that without any underlying message atop my non-contradictory pedestal. Besides, the government says it's totally chill and nothing to worry about. And the plutocracy, sorry, I mean the government, should never be questioned. Uh, wages? Could we get another host out here that isn't me? Live from Globalist Town City Central Hall, it's a Sad Picture Production! <coughs> Hello, and welcome to HJ's In the Alley Behind the Restaurant, the show where we talk about the latest Hooters Juniors episode with the host of the number one podcast, Host and special guests. Today we'll be discussing episode one, Viscous, Colorado. Joining me as always is host, host of the number one podcast, leave a five-star written review. Host, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing better, much better. It's so good to have you on, and what an amazing first episode. It definitely was. So you know, this most recent episode was a nice little introduction into your world, the world of Hooters Juniors. A lot of stuff happened, but first off, I wanted to give my condolences. I know you're probably still grieving and going through a lot right now, but... No, no, I I'm good, <laughs> you know? It's been tough dealing with the death of my best friend, Durgan McFlurg saying, but when a number one hit podcast comes rolling around the corner, you have to take the opportunity to make the most out of it. Yeah, so I wanted to ask. It's just like, I, I know what being successful is like. I mean, I've been a successful hit number one podcaster for over 40 years now, but it really shocked me realizing just how successful this hit number one podcast would be. Yeah. And we already have 200 million Patreon subscribers. Y yeah, so anyway, we've learned a lot about Durgan's life and who he was at least for a first episode. But I wanted to learn a little more about the person behind the microphone. Well, most people do. So can you tell me, uh, what drives host? <laughs> what makes host 
tick. What makes a number one podcast in your eyes? Well, really, it's all about optics and statistics for me. I record everything, you know? I recorded my first day of school, my wedding, the birth of my children, the abandonment of my children. I, I like to document every single part of my life, especially when it involves other people speaking off the record about personal matters. And then I upload that content and use analytic tools to see who's listening to what, what content is the most popular, where do my viewers live, what time do they go to work, eat, shower, so, so I can really get a feel for what works best, what my listeners are after. Wait, are you saying you didn't initially know this was a hit number one podcast when you first started recording? No, I, I had no idea. You know, it, it really came as a shock, to be honest. <laughs> Deep down, I think I knew the importance of what I was doing, but on a surface level, I only knew that it was going to be something incredibly meaningful to me, you know? <laughs> I did it because I knew it was the most authentic piece of honest journalism that would ever touch the earth, no matter how number one it got. Wow, that's incredible. It's inspiring. I know. So you took a risk in making this podcast, but you didn't actually because you knew it was going to be a number one best hit podcast. Exactly. Wow, that's so brave. You know, recently, you've been called a number of things, the most important and factual of which is that you're one of the greatest storytellers of our generation. <laughs> I wanted to get your response to that. I mean, personally, I'd have to disagree. <laughs> I think that's outlandish, and whoever said that should be gutted like a pig. Because in reality, time can't define my work. I'm not just the greatest storyteller of a generation. I'm the greatest storyteller of all generations. Steinbeck officially sucks now that I've entered the playing field. But people have also criticized you for your portrayal of the working class, wage enslavement, and child labor, saying you're normalizing something that is a real- You know, I'm really glad you asked that question. It's such an important question that I think everybody has a right to know the answer to. Because not a lot of people will speak truthfully about the real issues we face in America today. I kind of view myself as a window into the soul of the most marginalized groups in America. Or a magic, but not so magic, eight ball of clear that determines the public's view on the welfare recipients. Uh, or maybe I'm more of a wolf among sheep. Sheep that are the very essence of mainstream media viewers. And I'm the wolf tearing those sheep limb from limb until I shine a light on the hidden truths behind the most powerful institutions in America. And when you think about it, it is something to criticize, because what I do is such a powerful tool in fighting the conservative woke mob. And how people react to my storytelling is a, a type of storytelling of its own. <laughs> when people critique me, I, I think they're really just staring into a mirror, back at themselves. But they can't recognize themselves. They've lost focus. They don't know where they stand in the ranks of class and they're angry at the system, but, but the system isn't a person or entity that they can effectively direct their anger towards and so they use me, believing that I embody that system, and they treat me like a punching bag to direct their anger towards, when in reality, they're punching themselves, lowering their class status in the process, and propping me up, and validating my own existence. It really is a curious thing, and I think if those people who criticize me ever become intellectually capable of understanding their flawed logical fallacies that are wrong, they'll look back and be very embarrassed. Wow, y you know, I never really thought of it like that. 
That's incredibly profound, host. <laughs> thank you for that answer. No problem. I I'd say thank you, but I limit myself to three thank yous a month, and I've already reached my limit with how many trophies I've received. Understandable. So, you view yourself as a window, sorry, you are a window, into the daily lives of Americans and their struggles. But what about your struggles, as a journalist, as a person? Well, you know, those are really the only struggles that matter to me. And while I've struggled a lot over the course of my life, and particularly in the last few months since the death of my best friend, Durgan McFlurgstang, the main subject of Hooters Jr.'s The Durgan McFlurgstang Story, leave a five-star written review, I'm happy to say that I've overcome my struggles. And it's all thanks to Clonopin. Clonopin? Can we bring Clonopin out here? W wait Hey, everybody! It's me! Roach brand Clonopin! Thanks, Clonopin. Was... Was that our special guest? Yeah. <laughs> Clonopin's great. Oh, okay. Um... So maybe we should talk about the episode. What? Episode 1, Viscous Colorado. Alright everybody, <laughs> that's been the show. Thanks for coming out and giving us money, because that's what this was always about. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of H.J.'s Behind the Alley of the Restaurant.